This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here I am live at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Underground Lounge is the location every single Monday night. This is where you can find your boy, Ready for Monday Night Football and coming off the heels of a Raiders victory, 34-24 over the Denver Broncos, a a victory that the team really needed. Morally, physically, any way that you want to think about it, the Raiders needed that victory on Sunday, and they picked it up in a very dominating fashion. As a matter of fact, I don't think the score really even indicated the way that they went out there and dominated defensively, offensively, special teams-wise. The Raiders, they gave the Broncos the business. I mean, there's no other way to put it, 34-24, Five, uh, five sacks on the day, had uh, four turnovers on the day. Just an incredible performance, especially from that defense. Really kind of set the tone, and the offense did their thing as well. Derek Carr very aggressive with the ball. Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards come up with some big plays. Darren Waller is the constant constant doing his thing. Uh, just one of those performances that the Raiders really needed, and I think Raider Nation needed as well, uh, just to see and get that, that bad taste out of their mouth from everything that went on last week. And, Raider Nation, before we really get into the teeth of today's show, I want to give you a lot of credit because you put up with a lot of BS. You put up with a lot of hell that you had to go through and have to hear about your favorite team throughout the course of the week last week. And I know that every chance someone that's not a Raider fan that you know got a, had an opportunity, they probably hit you up and said, what's up with your team? What's up with your coach? What's up with your owner? I'm sure you heard of plenty of that because I'll tell you what, I got texted like that all throughout the week, all throughout the weekend, leading up to the game. I had people about 10 minutes before the game, hey, good luck on the game today. Good luck, man. I'm sure the team's going to come out flat. And it was just one of those where I just kind of said, all right, well, I'm just not going to pay attention to the phone for a while. I'm just going to leave it to the side. I'll tell you one thing, Raider Nation, it didn't take too long for the tweets and texts to stop coming my way. Yes, it, it, it really didn't take long. Then all of a sudden, everyone that was talking a little bit of trash and trying to poke the bear, they all of a sudden disappeared and went silent. I don't know what happened there, but they kind of disappeared and went silent. Either way you look at it, man, I want to give uh, Raider Nation a lot of props for putting up with what they had to put up with and seeing your team come through with a big victory. And in a game, I don't know about you if you even realize, in a game that you didn't sweat at the end. Now, I know when Denver recovered the onside kick, it was like, well, there's still actually a mathematical chance. There's still an opportunity that they could, but it wasn't one of those that you're sitting on the edge of the seat thinking, oh, man, this is going to end bad. Wasn't one of those. It was a dominating performance from beginning to end, and they came away with the victory. And it was just one of those that after the game, I, I grabbed a Tito's and some coconut water and went outside and sat, sat in the backyard with the wife for a little while and, we talked about the game, talked about the week, and then went about our business. Oh, I got a guy here at the Underground Lounge. He is jamming. I don't mean to change the subject, but he is jamming. Get it, dog. Get it. I don't know. Danny's here with me. I don't know how long he's been here partaking. And, Danny, go ahead and pop on the headset real quick. How long has my man been here? You've been here longer than me. How long has he been here? Well, I've been here since probably about 
uh, 1 o'clock or okay. so, maybe 12.45, and he's been in that seat up and down, dancing, drinking, doing, okay. doing his own thing. Okay, he's been dancing and drinking, probably a little bit more drinking than dancing. But, uh, hey, go on and get it, man. I ain't mad at you. It's funny, here in the Underground Lounge, they uh, have not turned the lights on, so we're kind of kind of got that sexy time mood, man. You know, it's real dark and everything, and only thing that's the, the only light that's showing right now is the glow from the TVs and my computer. <laughs> and that's really all. And, the, and obviously the machines, the, all, the, cause all the slot machines around the Oyo. But, uh, yeah, my man is in his zone. This is going to be great. I love people watching. That's one of my favorite sports is just people watching. And this dude is entertaining. Now, I'll tell you this, Raider Nation. I always encourage people to come by here and hang out and even hop on the headset. He is not one of them. He is not one of the guys I will encourage because who knows what's going to come out of his Cotton's yeah, he's back one in of the, the people that I fear. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to put you in that kind of position where all of a sudden you feel like, hey, this dude's going to say something that I got to dump quick, fast, in a hurry, and he might say something two, two or three times before it even rebuilds back up. So, Thank you. But you know how you were talking about the game and how it wasn't even intact? When you guys were at the press, when you press her just a few moments ago, actually, good job on you by getting to the show on time. Thank you. When Rich Basaccia, he got that question, I think it was from Sam about the challenge, and he basically just said, like, I just challenged it to challenge it. Just <laughs> see what would happen. Just see what would happen. Yeah, and it was funny because when he challenged it, I mean, to me, when I was watching the game, I said, oh, that's, he's not going to win this challenge. Like, there's no need to even challenge it. But there's something that he did. He gave his guys a rest. He gave the defense a little bit of a break. Even though it was a failed challenge, you can't take him with you. You knew it was going to be a, a lost timeout, but it really it wasn't really as bad as it, it seemed even in the moment. In the moment, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a rookie head coach right there. You know, I'm trying to get all analytical and trying to break it down. Oh, it's a rookie head coach. That's a bad decision right there. But all he did is give his defense a break and just needed and, and, and said, hey, go, go make a play, and then they did go make a play. So it really wasn't that bad, and I, I loved his explanation. He's so calm, cool, and collective. When we were at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center a little while ago, about 1 o'clock is when he had his – press conference it was only three of us there hondo carpenter from si sam gordon from the las vegas review journal and myself we were there everyone else was flying back from denver still and um you know it, it just it, it was what it was but he was so calm and cool and chill and uh you know there was nothing that was too too much for him or he was you know thinking too much about it just hey you know we went out there and we played team won the game coaches did a good job and it's on to philadelphia like he's just business as usual and He's still filling out that role and filling out that position and learning it, and it's not something that he has to do every week is meet with the media. So, I mean, it's something that he'll get used to doing. But uh, I, I, can, I can appreciate the, 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 the nature of Rich Basaccia, the way he delivered uh, the media session earlier today. So you know, you'll hear a few sound bites from that uh, throughout the course of the show today. Uh, we have a couple of great guests coming up on the show. Very excited about every time there's a game, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever it is, the following day, we always have two-time Super Bowl champion Jim Plunkin on the show uh, to kind of break down what he saw, win, lose, or tie, it doesn't matter. And so uh, obviously he's talking about a win. And Derek Carr, I think, had a hell of a performance, uh, threw for over 300-something yards, thought he was very aggressive with the ball, got Henry Ruggs involved early, something I think that the team should do uh, more often than not. And uh, also got Brian Edwards involved in the game and ha had some big plays from both of those guys. So uh, we'll talk to Jim Plunkett at 2.30 about what he saw from the Raiders' 34-24 victory over the Denver Broncos. Again, I look at that score, and I know that that was the score technically, but it makes it seem like it was a lot closer than it really was. In my opinion, it wasn't that close. But really doesn't matter. The Raiders approved a 4-2 on the season. They're tied for first, and I know that they're tied with the Chargers who beat them. So technically it would be a second place, but – it's it's all it's all the same when you look at uh when you look at the the win loss column so four and two and four and two it's a very winnable game coming up this Sunday 
at home against the Philadelphia Eagles that are not a very good team, but they're not a bad team either, if that makes any sense. I mean, they're 2-4. and four. They have a quarterback that's still trying to fill out the position, but he makes plays. He's able to make plays, and don't let that be the game where you kind of take them lightly and say, oh, this is going to be a dub, going to be a dub, and then head into the, head into the bye week. Hey, man, any given team on any given day can win. And uh, we've seen that time and time again th- throughout the course of this season, and we see it time and time again throughout the course of every season. So, yes, this game coming up against Philadelphia, I think it's a big one going into the bye. They can get that dub and have a two-game winning streak going into the bye, get a little bit healthier, and then, boom, come out with a road trip and, and go face the Giants who are kind of in that tailspin their own selves. And, again, another team that is very beatable, but – you just can't take them lightly and just say, oh, this is going to be a, a you know, gonna, we're going to dominate this game. Just can't do it. Got to take it one game at a time. So uh, the Raiders have a big opportunity in front of them. Keep the pressure on the rest of the AFC West, and that's what it's all about, man. Just keep winning. What do they say? Just win, baby. Just keep winning. It's all you got to do and let the chips fall where they may. If you keep winning, everything else will handle itself. It really will. So, uh, yeah, very excited about talking to Jim Plunkett about the opportunity that the Raiders have coming up at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, we'll have cover three NFL news and notes of the day, unless I got a bunch of calls and I want to kind of go ahead and get those in. I always like to hear from Raider Nation at 702-365-9200. So if we got too many calls, then I'll just go ahead and run through it. But if not, at cover, uh, cover three, just kind of look scatter shoot with some NFL news. That'll be at 3 o'clock, brought to you by Nova Home Loans. And then at 3.30, uh, our sister station mate, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas. He does the press box with Tyler Bischoff every single morning, 7 to 10 a.m. They do a fantastic job. He'll join us to talk about what he saw, what he witnessed there in Denver uh, from the Raiders. Then we'll also touch on a little bit of UNLV, who came up a little bit short on Saturday there at Allegiant Stadium. And, Damon, you were there. That's your alma mater. That's your squad, UNLV. Uh, you're there to cheer them on. You're there to root them on. You're hoping to get a, a see a victory in the Marcus Royal era. Another one just came up a little short, man. What were your thoughts on that 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 loss on uh, on Saturday? It was um so it was so heartbreaking because I was joking around, but it's like, hey man, if they win, we gonna storm the field. <laughs> you know, <laughs> first win in about two years, we storm the field. This is monumental. You know, it's like, and uh, that didn't happen. So uh, you know, they were even they were there was like an extra little bit of security presence like around the field because even they were prepping for it. And it was one of those. Never mind. <laughs> well, <Close> I'll, <laughs> I'll say this. I'm glad that that happened then. I'm glad that they did not win for that exact reason because if you were going to storm the field and you were wearing a credential, that would have been very unapproved, if you know what I mean. That would have been a bad look, sir. We did it, guys. We did it. <laughs> Run back to the locker room just like, oh, man, that was a close one, huh, guys? Yeah, Ooh. and then they say, uh, <laughs> remove this man from the stadium. He'll never, ever be credentialed here again. Yeah, like old Chuck Wagon, you had him that time, right? <laughs> oh, that 75-yarder? Oh, boy. Felt like I was there with you. Unbelievable. You probably were. You probably were the guy. I'm surprised you weren't running down the sideline, you know, just like the team does when there's a big play and you see the, the players leave the little box and they're running down the sideline. I'm surprised you weren't that dude. Yeah, but then, like, I even went to the post-game press conference, and it was just one of those, there are no questions. You could just see it on their faces, like, this was supposed to be the win, so close, and then to have it taken away. And, and you know, to their credit, man, they've been very competitive in a bunch of games against some really good teams, including, including Fresno State, and they got a tough turnaround real quick with San Jose State coming up on Thursday, another game at Allegiant Stadium. But – I'm telling you, man, it, 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 I hate to always say they were so close. They were so close because so close don't mean squat. It means absolutely nothing. You can be as close as you want to be, 
is still an L. And I know that with Coach Arroyo and I know that those guys in that locker room feel the exact same way. So they're not going to sit there and get excited about so close. they got to find a way to get a W. Yeah, Q, but speaking of alma maters, you know who did win this weekend? Oh, come on, give it to in me. In the Friday night showcase give it that to the me. Raiders put on. Give it to me. The Pahrump Valley Trojans went up to El Dorado and won 40 to 0. Woo! Hold up now. Hold up, swallowing them up. That was a hell of a that's a hell of a win. And with that win, they also clinched the division title and have a first round bye in the playoffs. Whoa! Danny! Did you know that? I did not know that part, but Danny but Danny <laughs> does write for the PV Times. There you, oh, well, there you go. There you go. I did not know that. But uh, now we, we're, we're tying it all together, man. We're lacing them up like shoestrings. So good stuff right there, man. So congratulations to Perump, the, the alma mater of DeMond Cotton, who has an award on the wall there at the school. We still don't know why, but he has an award. So shout out to you, man. You know, thank you for, thank you for shouting me out. I know I didn't play, but those kids, you know, the, maybe, maybe a parent – Listen to the show beforehand and was like, hey, you got to go out there and do it for DeMond tonight. Do it for DeMond. That's right. Hey, that's a hashtag. Do it for DeMond. There you go. We can hashtag everything these days. I love it. Tweet that it. out right now from the station account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on and tweet that out. Go on and tweet that out. But uh, Raider Nation, we'd like to hear from you. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Sam and Ash text line is already blowing up. 69187. Keyword is R-N-R. I want to know who is getting your game ball for the performance that the Raiders had on Sunday. And, look, I, on my podcast, I gave out three game balls. I gave one to head coach Rich Basaccia. I gave one out to offensive coordinator Greg Olson for the play calling. And I also gave one out to Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator, because the way that the defense was out there cooking. That's three. So I cheated. But it was my podcast, so I said, what the hell, I could cheat on it. This, I only want one. I want you to narrow it down. If you have one game ball, Coach Basaccia hands you a ball and says, here, Hand it out to who you think deserves it the most. Who would that one player be? Or one person, if you choose to go in a coach's direction like I did. 702-365-9200. Again, the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. And want to hit up a couple text messages real quick. This one comes from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q&D, great Raiders win yesterday. Shout out to our defense for causing up four turnovers and five sacks. Anytime we could beat a divisional opponent, it's even sweeter. Can't forget to congratulate Coach for his first win. Well-deserved. Eyes on Philly now. Let's go. Again, that's cheers from Sir Whiskey Ray. And, yeah, man, you know, winning those games in the division is huge. The Raiders are 1-1 one one now in the division. But in the AFC in general, they've won four AFC games. That is going to be, as long as they continue to win games, that is going to be huge down the stretch of the season. Now, again, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but four wins in the AFC conference is big. Do not forget that. That is that is something that really could play into their favor later on when we start talking about, you know, after Thanksgiving. We start talking about December. It's good to win games in September and October, but you want to be cooking in November and December. Those four AFC wins are really going to help that in a major way. How about a text from Rob in Oakland out the 510? Q, I was getting a, a lot of, what's up with your Raiders? They're all quiet now. I'm proud of the team for staying together and maintaining focus. I think most great teams are player-driven, not coach-driven. Lots of game left. Lots of games left. Keep stacking W's. Again, that's from Rob in Oakland, and that's what it's about, man. Josh Jacobs said it, right? He said coaches call plays, but we we kind of coach ourselves, or we we make sure that you know we're we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. They basically are holding themselves accountable, and that is a big deal. Players need to be able to maintain that and and know exactly what they're doing and. 
and, uh, and, and take that responsibility on their heads. And uh, that's exactly what they did on Sunday. Now the thing about it is, can you take that energy that you got off the bus with? Because they got off the bus with a purpose. They weren't losing that game. They got off the bus with a purpose. It was obvious from the get-go. I'll say I got a little nervous on the first drive for Denver when they went right down the field and scored a touchdown. I thought, oh, boy, it's going to be one of those games. But the way that D.C. and the offense went out and scored on their first drive and the way that they did it, I could tell that they were playing with a purpose. And then the defense just tightened up everything. And that was that was pretty impressive. So uh, thank you so much for that text, Rob. I do appreciate you. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Aaron in Vegas, right here in Vegas. Aaron, what's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? Chilling, man. Chilling. Oh, you know uh, I'm good. I, I spoke to you on Monday when this first John Gruden stuff first broke. Okay. But I just wanted to answer your question about who we should get this game ball to. Me being a lifelong diehard Raider fan from Los Angeles, I think we should give the game ball to John Gruden. Now, you might, people might think I'm crazy for saying that, but let's give him the game ball because he finally got his – I was getting ready to curse. <laughs> he, finally got, he finally got the hell away from my team. You know, so I think John Gruden deserves the game ball because look how well we played yesterday. Defense flying all around the field. Uh, Derek Carr is looking like Derek Carr again. So, yeah, John Gruden gets the game ball in my opinion. Okay, thank you so much for that call, Aaron. I do appreciate you. Thanks for censoring yourself as well. Good stuff. Uh, now, I'll say this about that. And I know I saw a lot of people on Twitter say, oh, man, Gruden was holding the team back, Gruden this and that. Look, for everything that you want to give credit to Rich Basaccia and Gus Bradley and Tom Cable and Greg Olson and, and the players that went out there and did what they did, let's not forget, Gruden may, basically put this team together. So for every player that went out there and balled out, and I'm not trying to be a John Gruden apologist, I'm just saying let's not just crap on him while he's down. You know what I mean? He's still a Raider fan at heart. He's still a Raider supporter. Uh, I know for a fact, as Vinny Bonsignore exchanged text messages with him on Sunday, that he was watching and rooting on the, the Raiders. I heard an interesting thing on the broadcast I thought was great, that apparently Derek Carr ran into him in the neighborhood since they lived next door to each other, and he was walking. And Derek Carr said, hey, uh, Coach, you want a ride? And Coach said, Derek, keep on driving. you got more important things to worry about. I thought that was cool. I thought that was really cool. And, again, everything that he said and did was, is inexcusable. No doubt about it. But I think in his heart, there's nothing more that he wants than the Raiders to be a successful team. I really do truly believe that. Maybe I'm being foolish, and if I am, well, then foolish be foolish. Because I, I do think in his heart – he wants his team to be super successful, and I think he wants to bring a Lombardi or help a Lombardi get to Las Vegas and have Mark Davis hoist that Lombardi up. I, I do believe that in my heart. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line and uh, talk to our guy, Alan, who's also right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Alan? Hey, what's up, fellas? I am so proud of the way our team came out to play yesterday. We dominated in all three phases, but I was mostly impressed by how calm and collected that offense played yesterday. I thought that our team as a whole would would play a bit rattled, a bit nervous, but just the way that Derek Carr was able to just swing that football deep to rugs effortlessly, and on defense, Max and everybody, they just played so loose, and I was just so impressed by that, that they did not appear stressed at all. It, it was such an amazing sight to see, and such a great sight to see that win. 
All right, good stuff, good stuff. I appreciate it, and you're right, man. It was it was something to be proud of, really. And that's why I started off the show uh, saluting Raider Nation because you dealt with a lot throughout the course of the week. And, you know, some affected you directly and some didn't. And it just some just affected your team. But having to deal with everything that you had to deal with, and, again, I've never seen – there's a lot of things that we haven't seen uh, that we've seen in the last couple of years, right? I mean, who's seen a pandemic like we saw with COVID, right? No one's ever seen that before. No one's ever seen a stadium with no fans in it played before. That was something crazy. And then who's ever seen something like this that happened last week with the Raiders and a coach stepping down after a few games with a winning record? I mean, that, that only happens when the team is terrible and that guy just has to go. That's the only time that a coach is, is replaced as soon as, uh, you know, as Gruden was. So – yeah, I mean, you had to deal with a lot, so there was definitely a lot to be proud of when uh, when the Raiders come away with that victory, something that they needed, and I know Raider Nation needed as well. Uh, let's go back out. Got a couple minutes more for until we get to Jim Plunkett, who's going to be calling in around two thirty. Let's go out to Raider Reggie, also right here in Vegas. What's up, Raider Reg? What's going on, Jim? Shout out to my boy Demond in the studio on the ones and twos. Dog, <laughs> this win right here, Reg. <laughs> All I want is our Raider Nation to unite. We got to stop bickering about BS. And I will say this, my guy that just said the game ball go to Mr. Gruden, I can't say he would get the game ball, but I'm definitely not going to take away what he has done. But I'm moving forward, bro. I'm moving forward. Let's hope that this team can stay on task. This is where they were when they were 3-0. This is how they were playing. They were finding ways to win. The defense was holding it down enough for the offense to come through. This is what I expected them to do to the Chargers. I expected this to be what they do to the Chargers. Now, I expect for sure them to hold down the crib. We can't lose no more at the house. We can't lose no more at the house. So they got to do this to uh, Philly. I'll tell you what, man, my game ball is going to my boy, Max. Mad Max Crosby. That boy went crazy, bro. That's what we need up in here. We need this defense to stay on point. That O-line, keep it together. Let's have less little penalties and all the foolishness. But Derek Carr, man, I give you mad props, bro, because you was affected more than a lot of people. You you have to – you're a neighbor, to the coach. Yeah. So we know they close as they are. It affected him in a major way. And like you said, Q, man, I'm, I'm from the Bay. I got nothing but Dallas 49er. <laughs> uh, man, I don't even want to say all the goofy teams that come up. And when they're winning, all of a sudden they're in my face every day. When the Raiders win, they off in a corner somewhere. But I'll tell you what, man, I can't wait for that that game against Dallas because I want to shut my brother-in-law up. I'm tired of hearing him. <laughs> and right now he bashing on the Raiders saying that we racist. And I'm like, man, shut your mouth because if I come off on you like I really want to, I might be going to jail. So <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that, brother. Don't do that. Hey, good call, Raider Reggie. Good call. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, yeah, you know how that's how it goes, man. Folks, they come and go, and they talk some trash and talk all that noise. But uh, keep on doing what you do, and that's why Raiders are Raiders. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's why Raiders and Raider fans are, are, 
I always say cut from a different cloth. It's, it's, it ain't for everybody, but it is for you. So shout out to you. Uh, we're going to hustle back out to the Raider Nation listener line really, really quick. We got Jim Plunkett coming up in a few minutes. We'll go to Raider Mark right here in Henderson. What's on your mind, Raider Mark? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Q? You, man, I haven't forgot about, man. I'm going to go see you, man. I, I, never, I haven't forgot, bro. You know, All right. I'm going to go see you, man. Hey, uh, real quick, man, my game ball goes to D.C. And, and, and not, not Daniel Carlson, Raider fans. It's Derek Carr. I mean, unbelievable, man. The command he had with the play calling, uh, when he talked about Ole getting the play call real qu- in fast, I thought was a big key, man, because he could survey the field, get in the, into the play, and do his thing, man. And, and that, that was great. And, man, we had a play action play. We had a, we had a rollout. We had a screen pass. You had a screen like, pass. Oh, my God, man, screen pass. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I can't believe it. I was, I was watching football. And that was great, man. I, I, I really enjoyed Q, man. It was awesome, man. I, I, I love this team. Uh, that, man, let's run off five games in a row, man. You see okay. the Ravens run off five games. Do, <laughs> you know, stop this three-game stuff. Let's do five games. That's when, when, when I see that five games in a row, I said, we'll have a ride, baby. So let's take one game at a time. Let's get these Eagle fans, man. I, I call them chicken, man. Chicken Eagles, man. Fill it up with chicken, man. They, hey. We're going to get them, man. So. All, All right, right you, man. I'll see you, man. I know you got you got uh, uh, Jim coming up. So, hey, man, thank you, brother. Uh, hey. I appreciate everything you do. Appreciate the call, my man. Great stuff, Raider Mark. Way to start us off, Raider Nation. Way to fire up, man. Great calls, great calls. Love it. Damon, great job in the studio. I did want to send out one text message off the Salmon Ash text line. We'll take a break. This comes from Kevin. He says, game ball unsung hero has to be Brandon Parker. Shut down that right side, and we didn't hear Miller's name that much. Again, that's from Kevin. He said, P.S. Kansas still sucks. So uh, thank you so much, Kevin. Appreciate that text. Good stuff, man. Way to get us going. We'll have more texts. We'll hear more calls coming up after we talk to Jim Plunkett, two-time Super Bowl champ. He'll come up next. We're live at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. We're here for Monday Night Football. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Stays in to help blocking down the middle, deep for Ruggs. Ruggs has got it. 10-5. Yeah, baby. Jackpot. Vegas touchdown. He's fast. He's really, really fast. I mean, he's so fast. He makes fast people look not fast. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. And we're live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, you heard in that rejoin right there, Henry Ruggs with that opening touchdown on the first drive for the Raiders, 48-yard pass from Carr to to Ruggs for the touchdown, and he was just that. He was fast and uh, got involved in the game very early. Right now on the phone lines, we have two-time Super Bowl champ Jim Plunkett. He joins us each and every uh, game or day following the game to talk about what he saw and helps us break it down. And, Jim, thank you so much for your time, as always, and how important was it for Derek Carr to get Ruggs involved and get him in the end zone early and just kind of set the tone for the Raiders offensively yesterday? You know, Ruggs is actually, you know, they're, they're, they're really deep threat as the season progresses. And, you know, it's very important to get him going and, and get that defense a little off, off, uh, off base on, on what they're going to do against the Raiders when they come out throwing the football. And, uh, you know, between uh, Ruggs and Waller and, and a couple other guys, it was a very good passing day for Derek Carr. And you know very well about playing with guys with speed. What does that do to an opposing defense when you get hurt and blitzed early like that and give up a touchdown to a speedster like Ruggs? Well, then you're a little – I think then they start to play off. They're a little conscious about getting deep, getting deep again. And so they don't cover usually as tightly as they normally would because they're afraid to get beat deep. And, and I think that really set the tone for this game uh, you know, uh, this past week. 
you know, obviously the Raiders had a lot of adversity that they were dealing with throughout the course of the week off the field. Uh, what did you see from Derek Carr as far as his leadership and obviously his play on the field? Uh, you know, I think he stood up very big. You know, they lose their head coach uh, who's been with them for a number of years. And, uh, you know, I, I think he took control of the situation. I think they looked up to him and, and they played well for him. And, uh, and they wanted to make a statement that, you know, uh, no matter who's the head coach, you're going to play hard and hopefully come out on top. And I don't know if this ever happened to you, but how, how much of a transition is it when you go from having one play caller in season to another play caller? Uh, you know, it really hasn't happened to me uh, uh, personally. Uh, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, there's going to be some changes, obviously. Uh, you know, co- different coaches like to call different things in certain situations. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure they've gone over it with uh, Derek Carr, uh, you know, every day this past week uh, uh, to, you know, to try to get on the same page. Here's what we want to do in first and ten, third and long, or what have you. And, uh, you know, try to get on the same same page before the game starts and, and then go from there and then you get a feel for the game, see how it's going. And, uh, you know, they'll both have input into what the, the play selection is going to be. And, and, you know, Derek is a seasoned veteran. I'm sure they have a lot of trust in him. Yeah, and, and the other thing about that is Greg Olson has been with Derek Carr. I mean, he was with him his rookie year. Of course, he went away for a little while but then came back. Right. So he's already familiar with uh, with Derek and kind of what he likes to do. And the, and the game plan's not changing. It's still the same scheme. It's just – Every play caller is different. So how much do you think that that really helped that transition? Oh, I think it helped tremendously. You know, Greg Olson knows uh, Derek very well, what he likes to do in each and every situation. And, you know, they got along very well over these, uh, the, you know, the times they were together before now. And, uh, you know, I think he has a lot of confidence in Derek and vice versa. Derek has a lot of confidence in Greg. Talking right now with Jim Plunkett, two-time Super Bowl champ here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. We're live at the Oyo. And uh, Josh Jacobs in the run game, Kenyon Drake, they got going. They were able to do some play-action passing and even came away with a screen pass. We haven't seen a screen pass in a while. Uh, how, how big is that for the offense to really get cooking once that, once that run game is at least a threat? Uh, you know, once that run game is going uh, strong for you, you know, you, there's so many options, you know, the play-action even a straight drop back, but there, you know, if you're, if you're running the ball, ball uh, extremely well during the course of a game, you got those linebackers cheating up. The defensive backs have to come up a little tighter to help help with a run game, and all of a sudden you play action and they're caught off uh, off base a little bit. Uh, got to go find their guy uh, with a good play action fake, and uh, it makes it a lot more difficult on on the uh, defense when you're running the ball well. You know, Rich Versace, he's been around the league for a long time, been coaching for a long time, but never been the head coach. And he gets his first opportunity, gets a win. What did you think from uh, Rich Versace, how he managed the game and CEO'd the game? I, th- I think he did a very good job. You know, this is a great opportunity for him. You know, as you mentioned, he's been in the game a long time, and now he's a head coach. Uh, and, you know, he's going to do everything he can to make sure that, uh, you know, number one, he keeps that job as head coach. He's going to like it when he's up there. And, you know, and he's familiar with the players. And that, and that really helps uh, uh, you know, any offensive defensive unit. When, when you've got a guy who's been there, you, you lose your head coach. Uh, however you feel about it, you know, you've got, you got to play the following week. And who's ever your leader, you've got to follow him to the end. How much do you think it helped the team that they did have a game? You know, it, it was early in the week when it happened, but they, they were still able to, you know, get things going, and they had another game to play. Just get, kind of get on the field and, and, and let everything just clear their mind. Just go out and play ball. Yeah, I think you're right about that, you know. Uh, Without a, you know, distraction is a distraction. But once that you know that uh, you know that gun sounds and you start the game, you know you got to focus on what you did that week leading up to the game. 
your execution, uh, what you do in each and every situation. And, and they were able to focus and focus very well. You know, it's a pretty good Denver Bronco team. Uh, about the same as the Raiders, uh, you know, statistically. And uh, but you know they did a hell hell of a job uh, moving the football and a lot of passing plays that were extremely important on conversions. You know, uh, not a whole lot of uh, passing by Derek, uh, just 27 times, but he got the most of it with 18 completions. Yeah, he he really did. And something that I was pretty impressed with was the fact that he threw the ball 27 times, but they also ran the ball 23, so they were very balanced, which again makes that defense very unbalanced. Yeah, it you know, keeps them. Yeah, right. It keeps them. Does keep them off balance. Uh, they don't know if they're going to run or pass, and that's where the play action pass comes in. And you know, and I, you know, I don't, you know, I think they almost wanted to win this not only for the, you know, the new head guy in Bisaccia, but also for uh, for Gruden. And you know, uh, you know, they a lot of more fond of, of John and, and the job he did. And I think they played hard for both those coaches uh, this past weekend. You know, I do as well. I really do, and I know that Coach was watching somewhere and just, you know, enjoying and rooting on the team. I do believe in my heart, and I said this to start the show, he wants his team to win. He wants Mark Davis to hold up on Lombardi. I believe that through and through that David, or that uh, Gruden wants the best for this team. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure he does. You know, uh, you know things happen, and, uh, you know, some of the lines were crossed along the way, but, but you're right. I, you know, I'm sure he feels that way about Mark Davis. Mark Davis gave him a great opportunity. Uh, and uh, for the most part, he took advantage advantage of that opportunity uh, and and got that team going in the right direction. But you know, unfortunately, things happened uh, behind the scenes, and it was not a good picture. No, no, not at all. And uh, we're talking right now with Jim Plunkett here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. We talk about Rich Basaccia getting his first victory as a head coach. How much do you think it helped having Tom Cable, having Rob Marinelli, having Gus Bradley, all those guys have head coaching experience, and they're all on his roster. Uh, we, you know, without a doubt, you know, uh, you don't win with a, you know, without great assistance. You know, you're the head coach. You have to o- oversee everything. You can't be in each and every, uh, you know, uh, part of practice to watch what's going on. But if you have confidence and faith in the guys you around you, uh, you know, that makes your job a lot easier. Josh Jacobs said uh, earlier in the week, matter of fact, I think he said it on Sunday last week and said that, you know, the coaches draw up plays, but us co- us players, we kind of coach ourselves as far as we hold ourselves accountable. Uh, is that something that you guys would do in the locker room as well if there was any kind of adversity? More like look at each other in, in, in their eyes and each other's eyes and just say, hey, guys, we know what to do. Let's go out there and make it happen. I think that's very much the case, especially with, you know, winning programs. And number two, you don't want to let your teammate down, and that's a great feeling. You, have, you know, you want to do your job so the guy next to you can do his, and and vice versa. And you know, it's it's called a team sport for a reason, and you have to depend on somebody else, and they have to depend on you. And when you have that camaraderie going, that feeling about one another, I think you play a lot better. You know, we had multiple guys on the show last week as guests that said, I think the Raiders are going to rally around this on Sunday and go in and get a victory over the Broncos, which they did. Now, Jim, my question is, how do they take this energy? How do they take that rally that they had in this game and, and, and keep it and move forward with it? Yeah, you know, I think, I, you know, I think they bounce back very strong after two straight losses and the firing of the coach. A new guy takes over. You know, but you know, you know, they're a pretty darn good football team, and you know, they got their confidence back after that great win against the Broncos. And you know, I think they're going to pull it together. You know, they they had a great offensive explosion. The defense held a pretty good Bronco team down to 24 points, and you know, that's the beginning. And I think they're they're going to rally around each other. 
You know, I, I almost felt bad for Teddy Bridgewater because he was running for his life the whole game. I mean, he, he got sacked five times. And I think he got hit 17 times. I mean, what does that do to a quarterback when he's under siege like that? Well, he dropped back 49 times. He was under a lot of duress <laughs> during that whole time. He did complete 35 passes. Uh, but still, uh, you know, when you come after him, you know, the, those hits and that running around takes its toll on you. And, uh, you know, although he had, you know, had a pretty good game because he had very little running game, uh, still, uh, in the end, you know, the Raiders you know, came out on top because of all the pressure they put on Bridgewater. Yeah, and sticking with the defense and the defensive theme, you know, when, when you're an offense and maybe you don't even, you're not clicking on every drive, but you have a defense that keeps getting the ball back for you or, or you know, just, just holding the other team so they don't score, how much does that allow you not to press? Um, you can't win in this league without defense, and uh, you're right. Uh, you know, you get to keep getting the ball back in, in good uh, situations and good field position, uh, even though offensively maybe you're not off to a great start, uh, but the, the defense, uh, you know, holds its own, gets the ball back for you. Uh, you know, that, that's big in, in a quarterback's mind and offensive lineman's mind. Uh, you know, uh, and you, then on the other hand, you try not to let your defense down, so you try to turn those, uh, those stops into points. Yeah, well, they sure did. I mean, again, having five sacks and four turnovers, I mean, that was big for a defense, and they just came in bunches, and I guess that's just how it happens. And, Jim, before we let you go, uh, they have a game that's very winnable, in my opinion, coming up this Sunday against the Eagles at home, and then they get a bye. Uh, what, what do you think – what's the feeling of the team right now in the locker room as they prepare for a game that on paper is very winnable, but you still got to go out there and play? Yeah, you know, you can't overlook anybody in this league, obviously. Uh, uh, you know, when you do that, you know, the team with the worst record could knock you off. So, you know, they're happy they won this past game. They, they felt they played better after two straight losses. And I think they're very going to be very much ready for the, this Eagles team that's struggling right now. Yeah, no, they are struggling, and it'd be nice to see the Raiders get a victory and then head into the bye, kind of lick their wounds, get a little healthier, and, and then head to New York against the Giants, who kind of struggling as well. Well, Jim, it's always great when we catch up with you. I love talking to you after every game, and you just break down what you saw. So thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Looking forward to it. Thanks. All right, Bye. there he goes, Jim Plunkett, two-time Super Bowl champion. How cool is that? How cool is that? I ain't going to lie, man. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm 44 years old. But I'll tell you right now, every once in a while when I'm putting together the run sheet for our show, and on, especially on a day like today, I say, yeah, at 2.30 we got Jim Plunkett coming up. Like, I mean, how many, how many radio stations get the, the, the privilege to say, I got a two-time Super Bowl champ coming up at 2.30 to break down, break down what he saw from the team the day before? I mean, let's not take this for granted. And I'm, and I'm not tooting my own horn at all. I'm just saying this is pretty stinking awesome. This really is pretty stinking awesome to have that ability and have, have Jim be willing to call in each and every week, win or loss, and talk about what he saw from the team and give a little bit of insight and a little bit of history as well to some new you know, Raider fans that may not have been around with the team forever and, and, and are just getting to know who Jim Plunkett is. They're getting to get knowledge from a guy who won a Super Bowl not once but twice with the team. Two times. I think that's pretty cool. It is, and first off, when you said, like, oh, how many teams, well, how many stations can have some, a two-time Super Bowl champion, not a lot of teams got a two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback. There's a lot of teams that don't have two Super Bowl rings. <laughs> so they wouldn't have that privilege anyway. I mean, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it that way. That's a great point. Great point. But I just always want to let it be known, that, like, I don't ever take what we have going on here for granted and all the great callers that we have and all the great texts. And I know I don't always get to read every single text, but just having the great fan base that Raider Nation is to have that ability to chime in and be a part of the show is awesome. 
It really is. So always want to appreciate you and, and want to appreciate you so much that if you come on out to the Oyo, the Underground Lounge, you can come and get hooked up. I'm looking at there's sunglasses out here on the table. We got all kind of – we got some uh, – Hooter Girl calendars. We got some Hooters T-shirts. We got oh, we got some. Hold on, man. We got some pennants here. Some Modelo and Raiders pennants. We got some cups, T-shirts. Got an Oyo visor. Oh yeah, man. We're hooked up like a dump truck, man. Come on by here and check us out. We're gonna be here uh, all the way throughout the the Monday night football game. Big game tonight. Demond don't know nothing about this game tonight. The Buffalo Bills and some team called the Tennessee Titans. He don't know nothing about that team, but. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and so I definitely suggest you come on out here, get laced up with some of these prizes that we have, plus have some great drink specials, some food specials, and watch some Monday Night Football action with your boy. I'm going to be here hanging out. My guy Danny's here, and the dude in the blue that's dancing, he's here as well. You can come check him out as well. I just said that, and everyone here looked at him like, oh, dude, he's not dancing right now, but he'll be dancing in a few minutes. Pour him up another drink. Go soon. Pour him up another one. He'll, uh, he'll make it happen. 2.45 is the time. Holler at your boy, 702-365-9200. Want to know who you're giving a game ball to? Just one person. Who you can give a game ball to? I got a bunch of text messages that I want to get to, but I also want to hear from you. Let us know about it. This is Unnecessary Roughness live from the Oyo. Underground Lounge is where we're at on Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> hey, Raider, hey Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen. You listen to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Few minutes left in the first hour of unnecessary roughness as we're here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. The Underground Lounge is the name of the area that we're hanging out in, preparing for Monday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans come on by and hang out. My dude in the blue is going to get dancing again pretty soon. Got another dude here that's pretty aggressive. Looks pretty. What's up, Di? You doing all right? What's your name? What is it? They call you Poppy. Lucky. I, I didn't know if they. Call, hey, man, if they call you Poppy, that's a good thing. Hey, how you doing? You all right? That's right. Lucky's in the building, man. I see you, Lucky. Well, you're in the right place to be, man. Lucky's here to get lucky. He's going to play some machines, play some play some games, win some money, and check out the Monday Night Football game, and you could do that as well with uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. Got some very patient listeners on the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Let's go out to talk to our guy, Raider Mike. What's on your mind, Raider Mike? What's up, gentlemen? How you doing, D? How you doing, Q? Chilling, man. Anyway, Chilling. what I say on Friday? I said these boys need to get off that bus at Mile High, and like Alonzo on training day, they all <laughs> shout in unison, "King Kong ain't got nothing on us." <laughs> and I knew this was going to happen. I said, "Reg Rugs, we're going to go deep to him right out of the gate." Bam, jackpot, baby. And uh, also, I said we need to plant Bridgewater. We planted him five times, creamed him 18 times, just smacked him around. I mean, the look on his face was just terror by the middle of the third quarter. That was awesome. My uh, game ball goes to the Condor, Mad Max. Yeah. What a badass. He is just so fun to watch. Such a great teammate. And I knew this was going to happen from those press conferences right after Chucky got let go. You could just tell. They were pissed, focused, and wanted to move on, and they did in unison. It was a beautiful thing to watch, especially when you ordered a contract hit on Chucky 
on the day of, of the Godfather's de- tenure de- death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was BS. I mean, you are deliberately trying to cut our throats. Look what happened to you, Colonel Jessup, a.k.a. Goodell. Raiders! We're going to cook some eagles next week. I'm out, bro. Peace. There, there he goes. Very passionate. Raider Mike, we appreciate that call. And I'll say this, and I said it on my podcast today, that Mad Max is eating. He has five sacks on the season. He easily could have a little bit more. And he's going to have a really good season, I do believe. I'm looking at double-digit sacks for Mad Max Crosby. Matter of fact, the defensive line, uh, and shout-out to my guy Vinny Bonsignor, who comes up in the huddle following me 4 to 6 p.m. He tweeted this out. Defensive line has 15 and a half sacks this year. They only had 16 last year. They've only played six games. So shout-out to Rod Marinelli. Everyone who was calling for Rod Marinelli, calling him Fraud Marinelli, or calling him a guy that couldn't get it done. He was too old. He, you know, Time has passed him. Need to get some fresh thoughts in there. They're doing their job. They're cooking with grease right now. And let's not make any mistake about it. The success Max Crosby is having is for multiple reasons. Not only is he focused, he's locked in, he's been working his tail off to be even better than he's been the first two years in the league, but Unique Ngakwe is not to be forgotten. He is on the other side working his tail off as well. And I know he doesn't have the statistics that Max has. He only has two sacks. Let's make no mistake about it. This dude is putting in work. And, all, oh, yeah, by the way, he's not, also, he's also not 100% either. He's out there putting in work, and you know his hamstrings probably maybe about, maybe at this point, maybe 85 90%. But he's out there showing leadership, and he's working his tail off. And the minute that he signed up to be with the Raiders, he has worked his tail off. Him and Max have worked together in unison. And that's not where it stops. They're getting pressure up the gut, which helps the guys on the outside get home. They're having multiple guys step up. Solomon Thomas, basically the Raiders and the Niners swap guys. They took Arden Key and the Raiders took Solomon Thomas. I don't know about you, through six games, Solomon Thomas is, uh, is winning that swap. Arden Key, I don't even know what he's doing. He's the butt of all my jokes that I have. So guys are stepping up. Phylon, I know that he wasn't even active yesterday, but he stepped up. Guys have, have stepped up in a major way. Hankins has stepped up. I know he was, he was banged up and bothered. But, I mean, all these guys along that defensive line are all, all working and putting in the work. So Max Crosby right now is eating, and he's, he's getting the most out of all the, all the guys that are, are, are on that defensive line. But it's all those dudes putting in work why he's as successful as he is right now. So, you got to shout out to the defensive line. They're doing a really good job. Let's go out to the town, talk to my guy, ABA Ivan Davis. What's on your mind, my man? How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Q? Thanks for taking my call. No doubt. Appreciate uh, you. Before I give my uh, – well, I think the game ball should go. Tell me you don't see the spirit of Cliff Branch and uh, Henry Ruggs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. With, I mean, Stabler going back to pass, throwing the ball down the middle, Branch splits. Two defenders make some kind of crazy catch, and next thing you know, turns on the speed touchdown. As soon as the defenses around the NFL start to see it like that, then we'll see Waller's game open right back up. And, of course, Belenikoff would be Renfro. Right. The way he, his precision route. And I even got Waller as the closest I can think of as Raymond Chester. That was one of the original fast tight ends that the Raiders have ever had. Okay, who was more like a wide receiver. And so Gruden's kind of building the same type of team. And so, uh, but anyway, my pick would be uh, something that you probably wouldn't think of, and that's Leatherwood. You okay. didn't hear his name except for one time. And every time I looked up, 
So I was specifically looking for him. I saw Denver linebackers and linemen laying on the ground because he just ran them over. Okay, the running game was a little bit better, like you said earlier, but he's one reason why it is a little bit better is because, I mean, he's, he's getting it done as far as, as far as that's concerned. And I hope that it continues. Uh, you were right about my assessment because Philly has, actually has a very good defense. And that, whole, that whole division has good defenses. Every, I mean, the Giants, I mean, yeah. they're all physical. And all the defenses are pretty good. The offense is a horrible, except for the Cowboys. Right. Okay. Uh, but the defenses in every single one, especially Dallas. My man got, what, 10 receptions already? Holy smoke. But uh, anyway, that was my, uh, that's my pick for, uh, you know, uh, for the game ball. So uh, thanks a lot for accepting my call. You have to make it a great day, guys. Thank you, my man. I appreciate you. That's ABA Ivan Davis right there and uh, Alex Leatherwood. You know, it's about time to give some love to Alex Leatherwood, right? Good observation right there. He had a pretty good game. Now, I know he got called for one penalty, but for the most part, he had a really good game. And the offensive line, I think, all played a lot better. Uh, as our other uh, texture said, that uh, Brandon Parker gets a game ball because you didn't hear Von Miller's name until late in the game. He had one quarterback hit. Von Miller had one QB hit. Let that sink in real quick. We're going to take a break right now, but I do want to hit this text before I do from Tom, multiple ones. He said, don't forget Jefferson, Q. That's right, Quentin Jefferson's playing well, too. Again, all those guys along the defensive line playing in a rotation. Carl Nassib played well, and he had adversity going on, really had adversity going on throughout the course of the week. But all those guys, there was times where you saw Crosby was out of the game and Unique was out of the game, and they were still getting home and getting pressure on Teddy Bridgewater. Cleve Furl, how about him? How about a Cleve Furl sighting? Let's give him a little bit of love. He went in and did his thing, especially when the run game was starting to get gashed a little bit. Clee Farrell went in there and kind of slowed that thing down. So shout out to Clee. Also wanted to pass along this text from Tom. And I don't know how to take this, if a compliment or if it's a, a backhanded compliment. I don't know. Hey, D, just an observation. Q sounded sounding a little sauced up. Don't want him to get in trouble. FYI, like yours and his optimism. Good luck tonight. Think it'll be a good game. That's from Tom. I don't know if he's saying. Q, are you out there doing a little something with the no, guy? No, I don't. No, see, that's what I'm asking. I don't know if, if he's saying that, you know, being real, or if he's saying that as whatever I said, he thinks that I'm out of my mind, and that's why I'm, I'm saying that. I don't know. So I'm sure he'll clarify when he texts back in at 69187, keyword R&R. But if it's because you think that I'm partaking, I am not. But, hey, you know, if you want to, this is the place to do it. Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're going to be here for Monday Night Football. Uh, Tom, come on by, man. Holler at your boy. Come on by and hang out, man. we got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, coming up in hour number two, we got a couple more calls and a couple more texts, and we'll uh, hear from Rich Basaccia as he had his uh, press conference a little earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center around 1 o'clock. You'll hear from him as well. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.